Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 334. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Got some good stuff to get to today. Uh, we're going to start off with my mine and Tony's weekend, and uh, I will lead us off. I went camping over the weekend in Mammoth, and... Uh, it's exceptionally warm over uh, in Southern California lately, and uh, going up to Mammoth, you're about 10,000 feet or so, 9,000 and change. So we were hitting maybe 80s at the high, but we're getting down in the 40s at night, so it was pretty spectacular. By the time we were getting there that first night on Friday, it was you know 60 degrees or something versus you know a 15-minute drive down the hill, and it's still probably 90 degrees um, so that was very welcome. I hadn't camped, I'm pretty sure at least, since the weekend stepbrothers came out. I remember I went to Big Bear. I got a bloody nose because the elevation and the dryness. And then uh, afterward, we went down to the beach where the waves were exceptionally large. And then that night we saw stepbrothers. But, so it's been a long time, obviously. Uh, no bloody nose this time, which was quite nice. A lot of bugs. I even got a few mosquito bites, which I don't usually get. Did a, a big hike up to, I think it's called Long Lake in Mammoth. A um, lot of snow still. A lot of uneven terrain, slippery, wet terrain, a lot of lakes. Did a cold plunge in Long Lake. It was quite cold. Uh, I don't have the exact temperature, but I think the coldest water I've experienced, probably. And uh, yeah, um, almost rolled an ankle, but survived uh my knees get sore on the downhill you know the descent for some reason so they're back to normal but i'm sure that cold plunge was was beneficial for that but it was cool i mean the scenery up there is crazy it, it, i'm often one to be like oh yeah let's let's go to europe and so see some cool stuff it's like you can just drive a few hours and see some really cool stuff you know a lot easier uh, easier than going to like sweden for for instance so check out your local world um yeah i mean you can camp for like the campsite's like 30 bucks a day um but having all the gears another story luckily my brother has all of that stuff um when was the last time you guys camped uh for me that i can think of was every year and uh when i was in high school for cross country we would go up to idlewild for a summer camp for like a training and camp there, and I honestly can't even think of a other time I've camped with like legit like tent and everything since then. So for me, probably mm -hmm. fucking summer of two thousand eight, I guess. So fifteen years. Yeah, similar to mine. I think it was probably that same summer. What year is Stepbrothers out, Andy? Two thousand eight. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. So same thing. But yeah, it was it was a good time. It's not that far. To get to Mammoth, um, you can stop at Shatt's Bakery, get some really good pastries and bread and all that kind of stuff, too, to ease. And their beef jerky is okay. Uh, I tried it, Andy and Tony. But There's always good road jerky out there. Yeah, I got that alien stuff, too. My brother picked that up at the gas station also. That was better stuff. But, uh, yeah, that was my weekend. Um, Tony, let's hear about yours. Yeah, so I... Um Went to the fair again a couple times, saw some concerts, nothing, uh, 
nothing too wild. Uh, the fairs, it's a good. It's been a good time so far, I guess. I mean, I've gone more times this year than I've gone the last probably six years combined. So uh, it's been been going a lot more. I'm a pro at the fair now this year. And then uh, the other thing I just wanted to note was that uh, Saturday morning I played a uh, basketball with my cousin and her friends. It's like a tradition they do for one of their friends' birthdays. And it had been a while since I'd played basketball, like in a full game setting. And the crazy part about it too, was that it was like, we played five on five, but half court and five on five, half court is an absolute nightmare. And then on top of that, we couldn't, uh, uh, the courts we wanted to play out were all busy because it was like, you know, 10 30, 10 AM on a Saturday morning. So my cousin's a elementary school teacher. And so she had the key and just got us onto, into, you know, into the, into the courts over there. And elementary school courts are smaller, much smaller than yeah. regular size courts. Like the, you know, half courts, like, you know, maybe a little bit further than an actual three pointer. And so now you're on this smaller court yeah. with five on five and it like was, a it tennis was court. Rough. Yeah, pretty much. It was, it was rough. And, uh, yeah, ended up uh, being very sore the next day, like everywhere, legs, oh, yeah. arms, back, shoulders, you know. Did feet. you get some good so, blisters? Uh, I almost did, actually. I, I ended up not getting one, but it was it was definitely developing. It was brewing. It was a, a blister was definitely brewing. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, so that was, that was, you know, my little event. Your body can get out of like that game shape so quickly when you're not playing. I played three on three at the gym i don't know a month and a half two months ago by now i had some blisters on my feet pretty gnarly but i jammed my finger and it's still sore now like it's obviously a whole lot better but you used to jam your finger you know every third game playing when you're a kid and you're very resilient but now it's like oh boy uh i guess gotta get an ice pack out let's set the calendar for like 2025 and we'll check back then um Cause yeah, it's still sore. Like if I pick up something and it hits that finger too hard, it, it's it's delicate. It's kind of a mess. Don't don't get older, yeah. people who are younger than us. Hmm. But yeah, that sounds fun. Uh, were you uh, sinking some some uh, twos? Because I don't know if they'll have three pointers out there at the kids. Court. No, they just did. We did all ones, and it was it was a long. It was only the each game was only to seven, and it was a. It still took a while oh, wow. <laughs> playing two three zone on a yeah. tiny court. <laughs> yeah, no, it was not a. It was not the the best situation because that's where I get it. Like when, when we're allowed to play games where you play with, oh, ones and twos, it's like that's where I that's where I'm useful on a game because I can hit some some of those twos and which are, you know, three pointers. Yeah, you've got range. And do well. But when it's when it's all ones, it's like then I'm just a regular civilian like the rest of everybody out there. And <laughs> no I have special powers. It's just tough. But yeah, well, that was a good time. Oh, very good. All right. Let's move on and talk about strike delays. Gladiator 2. So sad. Well, that didn't have a date, but Yellowstone uh, some did. Movies that, yeah, okay. There are some there are some movies that were dated and are going to be moved off of those dates, uh, some indefinitely, maybe to later dates. Um, but yeah, one of the problems with the strike is that uh, you can't promote the movies, so you can't have your stars go out and do um, talk shows, other events, type stuff like that. Um, and the movies that are coming out now. A lot of the stuff actually did get recorded in advance. Yeah, because you're still like, seeing DeVito for the Haunted Mansion on TV. Yeah, that was what I saw on like ABC Seven. I'm like, oh, there's Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, they must have filmed this a while ago. Um, but yeah, they can't do that stuff for stuff coming out in September. So um, the first big one is 
the movie Challengers, a tennis movie starring Zendaya, who's a you know huge star. Um, she can't promote the movie, so they decided to just move it to 2024. They gave it an April date. Uh, this movie is supposed to open the Venice Film Festival, so it's not going to be doing that again uh, now. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that Venice Festival. Um, and then the, another one that I saw was delayed, um, a movie called Problemista. It's an A24 movie. Uh, they just said it's delayed indefinitely. They don't even want to pick a date. They're just like, I ah, we don't fucking know. Wow. Um, so that's that's got to be tough if you're like in that movie. You're like, I'd just rather see it come out. Um, then I don't want to deal with this, but this is just indefinite. Um, but there are some rumors that some other bigger things might get delayed, like Dune or something. Um, but they don't they don't know yet. Uh, and this this whole strike could be resolved, and maybe it won't be. Um, but yeah, it's they they don't like the fact that people can't do promotion, and that includes even like if a if a director was also the writer on the film, they can't promote the film because they wrote it, and the writers are on strike too. So um, it is a is a tough time there. Um, but yeah, the Venice Festival, so it lost its opener. Uh, it's going to be a weird experience with the, the film festivals coming soon. I think there's uh, the Telluride Festival is next month, and then Venice in September, and then there's a Toronto one. Uh, the Venice one is, is one where a lot of the big movies of the fall get, get their premieres, like the Oscar-type uh, movies. Um, if you remember last year, that was where... Uh, Brendan Fraser got like his 10 minute standing ovation. That was, that was a nice deal. Oh, um, there's oh, also yeah. the Harry Styles, Chris Pine spitting incident. I don't know if you remember that one from last year. That was, that was a, a big South deal. That was all at the yeah. Venice Fe- film festival. And, um, there still will be movies, but none of the stars will be there, um, unless they resolve the strike in the next couple weeks or something. See, and I don't give a shit, um, because exactly what you just described, that took up like a day of news. Did he spit on this kid that's dating his mom? Like, who fucking cares? That whole movie was just everyone just hating on. They always hate on the girl, I think. Um, I don't remember. Florence Pugh or something. And then when that kid was dating the uh, Olivia Wilde, who's, you know, not four his times mom, his age. To be, to be clear. <laughs> yeah, but could be his mom. Uh it was so creepy, and that was all the news. Like, oh, everyone's talking about this festival no one cares about. How fun. It's like, no, news cycle. Let's change and talk about something that actually matters. So I'm fine with it. It never matters to me what some guy says about a movie he's in. If I either want to see it or I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that really works, but the studios think that. Like, I was thinking, are, are Zendaya's Instagram followers really pumped about Dune 2? Like, I don't think so, but... Maybe they would be convinced to see this uh, tennis romantic drama. Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, I think it obviously helps enough yeah. that they do it. But I I don't fit the mold for a lot of this kind of stuff. Um, I'm basically like a 65-year-old <laughs> man in a younger body. Um, so, like, anything to do with social media, I just can't stand it. I like getting news from Twitter. Uh, I don't know if we're supposed to call it X now or, yeah, or however yeah, that works. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I could care less about any of these people. And they're salesmen. They're, of course, they're going to say, oh, yeah, the movie's great. You're going to want to see it. It's, it's it's the most fun we've ever had on a set. It's like, I'm sure it was a lot of fun for you, Rock, hanging out with Kevin Hart for the 15th movie. Um, it does nothing for I me. I think it's less about convincing people and more about making people aware that it exists. Um, that's a lot of... That's, That's what, what trailers advertising are for. is. Well, yeah, trailers are part of advertisement, but 
Just like if you didn't, I mean, I don't see trailers outside of going to the theater, which I go all the time. I don't see trailers because I don't watch live TV. So, um, and then I watch trailers on YouTube because I'm paying attention. But if you're just a normal person out there um, who doesn't have live TV, you probably don't see so many movie trailers. But maybe you like a YouTube show where they talk to celebrities or you like a clip on, uh, you know, TikTok has a clip of Jimmy Fallon or something. Oh, I don't God. know. Um, but yeah, we can't debate how marketing works because um, it does work. It might You might say it doesn't work on me, but it works collectively. Yeah, no, that's what I just said. It, it does work yeah. on me, but Every, it works on other people. That, so you, there's you a reason marketed. to do it. Costco gets you with their low prices. That's marketing, you know? <laughs> yeah, but we're, no, we're talking about movies uh, and yeah. premieres and film festivals specifically. Right. Well, I do uh, want to talk about what will be at the festival. Uh, some oh. of the, the, the big ones that I'm interested in. Uh, Bradley Cooper's M- Maestro. So this is a movie he directed and is starring in. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be able to promote it, but it'll be there. Um, is this the movie where he's going to not wear his pants bef- until seconds before he takes the stage? I don't want to get the crease. Maybe. Yeah, he's, play- he's playing Seinfeld. a composer. Yeah, so that could be what it is. I don't think so, but um, <laughs> I think it's a Netflix film. Um, the killer from David Fincher. This is definitely a Netflix movie. This will be premiering at Venice. Definitely interested in this one. Uh, Yorgos Lanthimos's Poor Things. Uh, this is like a, a, a take on Frankenstein with Emma Stone. Uh, definitely want to see this one. Uh, Michael Mann's Ferrari will be, will be uh, debuting oh, yeah. there. And, uh, Richard Linklater's Hitman. So a Hitman comedy drama from Richard Linklater. It sounds pretty good. Um, also that will be there. Um, and this is this is a, a tough one. So, um, you know, there's that what Sound of Freedom has been was really successful at, at the box office uh, movie about child sex trafficking. And it's this whole big debate about all that stuff and like people trying to tie uh, that stuff to Hollywood. Um, and it's like, I think it's a little overblown. Uh, but then you hear about this. Uh, the Venice Film Festival will also have premieres for new films from Woody Allen and Roman Polanski. So. Uh, good job, guys. <laughs> if you want to try to get rid of that association, um, the thing is, this is Venice, Italy, and they don't give a shit. Like, the age of consent is four years old, I think, there. Um, it's just it's yeah. a different world out there. Um, well, that's what I always say. It's like, if you're one of these pervs, why do you live in this country? Why wouldn't you go there? Yeah, Roman Polanski uh, figured that one out in the 70s. He, uh, he, yeah. he doesn't live here. Yeah. He, he left, so. I mean, he's damn France will never give him back. That's crazy. He's got to be in his 80s. Woody Allen's got to be in his 80s. They're just like, we'll just keep doing it. Like, I don't know. But we live in a weird world. It's very bizarre out there. Yeah. I mean, they don't give a fuck. Whoever's running this festival doesn't care about what someone says on the X platform. They really don't care. My phone still says Twitter. I think it's Uh, just on the desktop, but I don't know what I don't know. It's a very strange rollout. It's very time-consuming, I suppose. Yeah, it, it looks Weird. like... I don't know. It's supposed to be a cool app when it's all like done. It's like social media. Or like not a, a, it looks like a shopping app to me or something. Yeah, like, well, it's supposed to be like you could do your banking. You can... It's the everything app uh, idea. So, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know much about it. So, that's the Venice Film Festival. Yeah. All right, are we ready to talk about Beetle, Beetlejuice? Yeah, we can. Uh, there was some stuff stolen from uh, the set, including some heavy... Sculptures. Yeah, when I saw the picture accompanied to this story, without even seeing the headline, I knew what this was. I was like, oh, yeah. that's the thing from Beetlejuice. Those things come yeah. to life and basically trap you yeah. into singing 
you know, banana boat. So what's interesting is, do you think they had that or did they recreate it? I feel like someone probably yeah. kept that. But it's probably recreation. So, I, I don't know. When reading the How story... How hard is it to make that? So an interesting thing is that um, uh, Catherine O'Hara is married to the guy who made that. They met on Beetlejuice and ended up getting married later. Um, pretty interesting. It so. seems to me like Newman 2 would have made those. What? <laughs> The guy looks like Newman in the movie who's not Okay, Newman. well, you got to be more clear. I was like, Newman 2. I thought I was. Newman 2. I guess I okay. called him Newman 2.0. That was before Newman. Uh, he, he existed before Newman. Existed, I know, but it so. doesn't matter. Yeah. Newman's way bigger. We know his name. I don't know this guy's name. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, he's invented other things in the 80s. I know he wasn't the artiste, but I feel like he was like the uh, decorator or something in the movie. Yeah. But it wasn't her, but it her sculpture, seems, I believe. She was yeah, making the art. But so. it just seems like it's something he would have made. Yeah. Um, I mean, it came, I assume it came out of Tim Burton's head, but yeah, in conjunction with whoever the sculptor guy was, but yeah, it was so recognizable. Like, oh, that got stolen. That's, that's too bad. I don't know. Did they finish this? I haven't heard, but I assume they did. I don't know. Um, and it was just sitting there in park. I don't know. I don't think they were done, which is why I think it matters more that that stuff was stolen. When's this movie supposed to come out? Next year. Probably Halloween time, right? I can't wait to see That'd that. Be perfect. Yeah. It should be Halloween. I bet you it's October next year. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. You can't have Beetlejuice come out in like fucking June. Coming February. The summer blockbuster. Next to Transformers. Is this Beetlejuice. summer. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. I mean, I already Beetlejuice. have like, I know it's 95 outside, but it feels like the fall um, other than the temperature. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, not all of us were just in the mountains this weekend, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Woof. Um, all right. Um, was that all to Beetlejuice or was there more? Although, Sean, it did rain on Sunday. Yes, it did. How weird was that? Yeah. I got some sprinkles. It was so funny, too. Uh, I was on the ride home. I was at my cousin's house at the time on Sunday and I was playing Yahtzee with them. And uh, it's kind of crazy because remember, Sean, I'm, in 2020, I played a lot of Yahtzee and then it was like, I honestly kind of forgot how to play. And it's like, it's crazy how your memory can like forget so quickly. Like, how does this go? And it was a game I played probably 50 times that summer of 2020. And we're in there playing. All of a sudden I'm looking at my weather app and I'm like, oh shit, there's a hundred percent chance of rain at two. And then my cousin was giving me shit. She's like, oh, I don't see rain yet. And like, finally her husband looked at him, looked at her and was like, it's not like he makes the weather app. I mean, it's like, it, I'm just saying what it fucking says. Yeah, this is Tony's predictive model. Yeah. It was more like a sauna than it was rain, but, you know, there was moisture. Yeah. But I was ho also hoping to see some uh, lightning accompanying it, but I think you had to go to the desert for that. I like all that kind of stuff, and I think I like it because we don't see it versus, like, if you were somewhere that gets a lot of it, like, it's so annoying, it just kills our cows. Because we don't have it, I like it, and I want to see it more. Well, lightning kills cows? I'm just saying it's probably in a farm area, so it's going to strike a tree, land on a cow, whatever. Could happen, yeah. But that's just the risk. You have so many cows, that's why. Yeah. And you could have some. They're just a number to you. You could have some spoilage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Do you want to talk about uh, Comic-Con? Yeah. So they actually had a Comic-Con. Uh, not a lot there. Uh, even before the strike, a lot of the big studios pulled out, maybe in anticipation of the strike. Um, they weren't going to buy, you know, space at the convention because they knew they weren't going to be able to promote their stuff. Um, but I guess it, they still had still have comic books there. That's what it was designed for. But it like over the last 
decade plus, it's turned into like a thing about, you know, other non-comic book stuff, all kinds of movies and action movies and stuff. Um, but it just was, that stuff couldn't be there this year. Uh, yet they still had the convention. But some of the things that did get announced, uh, comic book adjacent, The Walking Dead, uh, they announced like they're going to just keep making more shows. So the main show ended last year. They started these spinoffs. Um, they said, we're just going to keep making more and more of these because people, I guess, are still watching them. And why not? It's like like Ter- Taylor Sheridan's uh, world of yeah. Yellowstone. Well, it's like almost like it's like the MCU. It's like, well, there'll be the Walking Dead universe and there'll be stories in the Walking Dead universe and there'll just be a million of them. Um, that's all they got there at AMC. So that was really the, the big thing there uh, that, that was announced. Um, whereas like years past, they'd, Marvel would announce like nine movies and then like Ben Affleck would come out of the ceiling and be like, I'm Batman now, guys, and then drive away. Um, yeah. Nothing like that this year. So very, very low key. I don't know. Was it? Did anyone have any fun? I don't know. You know, they could do something neat like you see in Zombieland where celebrities are, you know, playing zombies and they come in for a cameo. Like Bill Murray, he was not actually a zombie, but yeah. had to make up himself to be a zombie. That could be kind of fun, but I don't know how many celebrities would go for that. Yeah, they'll be breaking the strike, though. He can't even be a zombie during the strike. It's too bad. Well, that's just at this moment, Andy. Yeah. I'm sure they've done Weird. it. I'm sure they've done it. All right, let's talk box office. Some big stuff this weekend. Yeah, this was the biggest weekend uh, box office-wise since Avengers Endgame, so that was four plus years ago, uh, I think well, three hundred million dollars combined this this weekend. Um, and the big thing was the two big new releases. So with Barbie making I think one hundred fifty million and Oppenheimer making eighty million, both one hundred sixty two. Okay, it was over one hundred fifty. Yeah, um, I think both exceeded expectations even coming into this weekend. Definitely exceeded expectations of a month ago or three months ago. Um, I know a lot of people were making box office predictions back before the summer started. And we're like, yeah, these movies will do well, but, you know, they'll make $100 million, but they're not going to make $200 million. Uh, Yeah, Barbie's going to blow right through that tomorrow. I think they made another $30 million um, yesterday. So they're going to hit that $200 million mark, like, pretty soon. And uh, the way it's going, it will, it will be the number one movie of the year. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean it will keep that pace, but yeah, at the pace it's going right now, it'll pass the Super Mario movie. But um, like even right now, it's it's ninth worldwide box office is already nine, already yeah. in the top ten. Um, Crazy, yeah. It's just, and I'm thinking back, I'm like, why did I not see this coming? Because at the end of the year, if you say the two top movies are Super Mario and Barbie, <laughs> it's like okay, so the boy toy and the girl toy that makes sense. We're all just children. We're all just still children. Well, um, I was telling somebody too. Sense. I said I thought this was going to be the biggest grossing movie because I've never seen so many people on my Instagram of people that I know, like girls, all dressing up and they're going in like big groups, all dressing in pink. And then I said the other thing too is that then you're going to have the boyfriends that get dragged with their girlfriends or wives to go see it, and you're seeing that also. So it's it's everyone. And like you, we mentioned earlier, it's it's people our age all the way up until like they're you know probably in their forties that are actually interested in this, and then. Yeah, you do get little kids interested in this because, like you said, Barbie's been around since the 50s and it's a very popular toy that, you know, everybody likes. And, you know, or a lot of people like, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting how this does worldwide, too. Like, uh, you know, I think Barbie's a international brand, but 
Maybe not in China. I don't know. Be illegal. They're showing too much leg in the Middle East, uh, probably. Um, A Barbie in Germany, that's a little different. Yeah. (laughs) They make their own different types. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing where it's like, this is, this is an original movie. This is not part of a franchise, but it's also based on a very popular toy. It's like people still need some sort of connection to get out there to the theater um, to make a big hit like this. But uh, I think it's good for the industry as a whole that there's, there's a big hit after a pretty rough June. Um, And I, uh, yeah, if you want to talk about girls versus boys going there, I think they said it was about 60, 40. Yeah. So, that's decent. It's not 70-30. If it was 70-30, it wouldn't have made as much money. Um, so, yeah, there are plenty, plenty of uh, men that still came out to go see this. Um, I will probably go see this, Andy. I will probably see it eventually. I, don't, I wasn't going to go opening weekend. I would be on a list, I think, if I tried to do that. Um, probably a lot of people got added to list this weekend. Um, but if you went and not saw Oppenheimer, probably no list for you. You're just really cool. Um, I did not see either one of these. I wanted to kind of stay away this weekend. I think it would be... Uh, a madhouse and some chaos yeah so um i will see both of these movies at a later date um yeah oppenheimer i think the big story of its success is people really wanted to see it on the premium screens i think i saw they made like 30 million in imax alone and that's that includes the not real imax so because not just there's only i was telling you before there's only 19 uh real imax that show the 70 millimeter in the country um, but there's plenty of we other have theaters. One of them. Yeah, there's plenty of other theaters that show a version of IMAX and still have a, a, a bigger format. Um, and they made a ton of money off of that. And uh, yeah, people wanted it's something you can't recreate at home. You talk all the time about, well, look, I have a 4K TV at home. This is something you can't really recreate. Is that that IMAX or even like I said, the fake IMAX is still better than uh, the normal screen, and the normal movie theater is still better than your TV. Uh, so I think something like this was an experience. Um, I'll need to see it to really give my thoughts on it. But it sounds like everyone already saw it. So maybe you don't even need my thoughts, right? Yeah. I was thinking, do you want to hear my thoughts on a movie that everyone's already seen? Or um, this week I might go see There's a movie called Talk to Me. Uh, I think it's an Australian horror movie. Um, that's what you want to hear about, right? Oh, yeah. Like, Was that any good? Um, hopefully. Uh, well, I probably will see Oppenheimer. So I'll talk about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I, I will see these movies eventually. <laughs> Um, but, a lot of mansions coming out too. I'm pretty excited about, yeah. but I'm saving that for Disney Plus in October. Yeah, that'll definitely be out like October. The pumpkin 12th. beer, yeah, and uh, some jack o' lanterns. Um, but the there is a flip side here to the success of Barbie and Oppenheimer, uh, and that is they kind of dominated the weekend and crowded out some movies, um, especially Mission Impossible, which Tom Cruise is pretty pissed about the fact that Oppenheimer came out a week later and took away all of those premium screens so mission impossible film sequences in imax they want to be in the dolby theater they lost all that shit after one week um and it really affected the movie it didn't do very well in a second weekend and it's looking to be a another flop like it got good reviews people who saw it are excited about it um but it's going to probably end up less than 200 million dollars domestically and because the budget was so high on this one it's going to end up losing money which is like just adding another flop there to Indiana Jones, Fast X, uh, uh, The Flash, Elemental. All these movies are all losing tons of money. Um, yeah, but what's also annoying 
is they have to recoup their money within like three days or it's a failure. Like this thing is going to sell $600 million worth of DVDs around the world. No, this is going to stay in theaters for like 10 years. It'll make $2 billion in within 20 years. Maybe, but that's how time value money works is you don't care about the money after 10 years. It's, it's so theoretical and the interest rates and all that kind of shit, you know? No, um, I'm, it's just annoying because they're like, oh, it, it's a failure. It, it did, you know, eighty percent of what we projected uh, within the first, you know, two hours of coming yeah. out. So this guy's done. And it's like, well, well they're, they're very the case good. Tom Cruise, but they're very good now projecting these things. Back in the old days, movies could come out and it would be like four weeks until they really caught on. Um, that's not how it works anymore. Movies are you got to catch on the first weekend, and they know after that first weekend how it's going to go. Um, there are some like cases where like the movie Elemental is still going to be a, a, a failure, but that made $30 million in its opening weekend, and it's going to probably make around $150 million at the end. That's that's a very good um, yeah. extension of that movie. But that's also a kid's movie. There's not very many kid's movies out there, and that's the reason it succeeded is parents are like, we gotta, I got to take these kids to a movie or something. What's out there? And they're like, you're not taking them to Oppenheimer. Um, now that Barbie's out, maybe you'll take them to that. But like, yeah. There weren't a lot of kids' options for a good long while. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a good weekend. Uh, they're still expecting, like, at year-to-date, it's about 15% higher than last year, I think, which is good, but it's still 30% off of 2018, which is bad. So it's it's hard to really know what's going on. I, don't, I just don't think it'll ever return to what it was. Um, well, I, I also think... You already did this with the heat. These movies are going to start getting busier and busier for these theaters because people yeah. want the free air conditioning. So now that the summer heat is here in a place that's very saturated with movie theaters, I think that's going to be seeing these things start to climb versus when the weather's wonderful. You're like, yeah, let's go on a hike instead of going to the theater. Yeah. And I also wonder what's going to happen with um, like everything that's coming out in August will come out. But September stuff, maybe that stuff will get delayed and there just won't be very many movies in September and October. And some of the stuff will stay in there longer. People will, will be desperate. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah I'm I not- mean, movies are piling up that I want to see. But again, I'm waiting for some of these, like Indiana Jones will be on Disney Plus in what, like 40 days or something. So there's no need to see that in theaters. Um, they they might go longer on this stuff now. That's That's... That is one of the problems is everyone thinks that way now. And yeah, but again, to. it's not like I'm like, oh, okay, you know, 39 more days, and then I can watch Indiana hang or run away from you know a big ball. You don't have a calendar When it up? shows up, it shows up. I'm fine with that. Um, and it seems to me like October isn't too far of a, you know, too tall of an, an ask to have out on Disney Plus by October when I would want to watch that movie. So I don't need to go see that. Also, I mean... You get one shot at this a month, basically, to go see a movie in theaters when you aren't, you know, 15 or, you know, dedicating time to do it. Uh, You can also walk to your theater and you basically lose money if you don't go, Andy. But I'm not going to go every weekend to a theater to watch something. So I want to pick something that's going to be a winner that, you know, will hold me over for a while. Oh, yeah. I just don't think that way. I'm sorry. No. No need to apologize. You're not going to go see Bradley Cooper's... Maestro? No. I feel like I already watched three quarters of Tar. It's probably the same movie. And I think I think it is. I'm pretty sure it's based on 
the the real life composer that Tar was supposed to be like worked under. Um, yeah, in so, that movie, so it's yeah. Dante's Peak Volcano. They're just a couple of like, a year <laughs> apart, I guess. He was probably pissed when he found out that they're doing another composer movie while he was making his. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, are we still talking box office? Are we ready to move on? We have a trailer. I think we can move on here. Yeah. We, move on. we have an, a new trailer for The Exorcist. Yes, yeah, so the the new Exorcist film, The Exorcist Believer, coming out October 13th. Uh, there was a trailer that uh, debuted with Oppenheimer. They're both a universal product, so... Uh, people who went to see that probably got to see this trailer, but uh, it was it was posted online today, so we all got to watch it. Uh, Looks good. Holy I smokes. think it's gonna be well made. Yeah, I think it's gonna be well made. We we like the possession movies. They're yeah. They're, it's an easy sell to be like it's what's going on. And Those are the ones that get me the most. Yeah, the demonic possession. When they're kids, and- it's very creepy because it's like yeah, you're supposed to be like a little kid. Like an adult is one thing, but the kids for some reason really jack me up. Oh yeah, they they know what they're doing there. Um, they're gonna like turn their heads is, around, and crawl on the ceiling. Oh my god! This is connected to the original movie, uh, bringing back uh, the mom. So I said, just she's ninety years old now. Ellen Burstyn, the the actress, uh, she's she's back for this movie. Um, this is from David Gordon Green, did the Halloween trilogy. So he's he's doing a trilogy of these as well for for Universal there. Um, Danny McBride, part of the writing team, it always gets me. I don't know what he's <laughs> contributing. I mean, I, I'm not saying he's not contributing, but it's just I'm picturing his characters in a writing room, a writer's room for horror movies. It's like I don't know, I don't, I can't see it, but um, I can't. I do know he's a real person, and he is not actually Kenny Powers or Jesse Gemstone. Um, but it is still funny to see every time. Yeah. And this is a real theatrical movie as of right now. Um, the Halloween movies, if you remember, went to Peacock and uh, they did still made some money in theaters, but you know, a lot of people watched them on Peacock there. Uh, this is going to theaters only as of right now. But, uh, perfect, perfect time, right? A couple weeks before Halloween. So you're going to get people yeah, coming in for the next. Yeah, they know. On October 28th, there'll be a packed house, I'm sure, on a Friday night for this movie. Certainly. So. All right. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works with your dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code... Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you a 65% off at checkout just because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right. I have one. I have like two, I think. (laughs) I think, you know, a number. Um, It's like, well, I have four on here, but not really. Oh, it's going to be very short, but it's four on this list. Lead us off. Love you on it. Yeah, knock out a couple. Um, yeah, let me just start with Futurama. Came back yesterday. Uh, it's been 25 years, I think, since the show debuted. It's been canceled three times and brought back multiple times. <laughs> uh, pretty pretty neat that they just keep doing it. And I, I enjoyed this this one episode I watched. Uh, it's on Hulu. So uh, it is a Fox property from way back in the day. So it makes sense to, to be there on 
Hulu now. I think it aired on Comedy Central for a little while, but yeah, it's it's back where it belongs. But yeah, if you see that pop up in your Hulu, you'll be like, oh, that's an old show. No, no, they they did bring it back. So yeah, I think you can watch the old episodes too. But oh, yeah, that's uh, Futurama. Um, I'll do another one here. A movie that I watched, an older movie, but um, I watched it because uh, I, I saw that it was in. In influence, something similar to Oppenheimer, and it was a movie I've never seen before, um, Oliver Stone's JFK. So, uh, this movie's not really about JFK. It's more about the conspiracies, the, the, the killing of JFK, the assassination. And, uh, in this movie, Kevin Costner plays a, a, a DA of New Orleans who is actually part of like an, an investi- initial investigation into it, but then drops it after like a day. Um, and then a few years later picks up he gets new information and picks up the investigation into like what actually happened there. Um, and this has a, an incredible cast of just a million people you've seen before, including the real Newman, Wayne Knight is in this, um, but also Gary Oldman as uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. You got Tommy Lee Jones in this, uh, Joe Pesci. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a very big, very good cast. I don't think I finished this. I turned it on a few years ago. Oh, it's, it's, it's great. And, uh, so I did watch it, think because like, oh, people said you should watch this before you watch Oppenheimer because it's kind of a similar idea. Um, and then I saw a video with Christopher Nolan today where he was like, he he's like, oh yeah, JFK, uh, this is an inspiration for Oppenheimer because uh, it's it's not an action movie, but it feels like an action movie with this tension. And then he's like, I hope my movie is a little more truthful though. It's <laughs> like okay, uh, because yeah, this is very much about the conspiracies about. Uh, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald, maybe was he set up or was he... Was there a second he, spitter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was he was he hired by the government to do this? Uh, was this a military coup? Was it Lyndon Johnson? Um, and I think that's where Oliver Stone kind of ends up is that like... Because Oliver Stone is obsessed with Vietnam. That what this movie really, is really about is how the military did not allow JFK to end the war before it really started. And um, that's Well, I've put it back on my up. list... Uh, yeah, it's long. That's that's yeah, the other like comparison. Hours, right? It is a full it is a full three hours, and it's like it seems like is this movie wrapping up, and it's like there's still forty minutes here, but um, it, it's still it's good all the way through. Um, yeah, just so many little people you see in the background, like oh, I, I recognize that. Three person. hours, eight minutes. So you can watch it on HBO. Yeah, that's where I watched it. All right. Well, someone else want to go here? Yeah, I guess I'll I'll go. Do it, do it. Um, the what did I watch? Oh, I guess uh, Andy and I finished Pearl, so I'd never seen that before. Definitely a little interesting. I think I, I was proud of myself. I called a couple scenes in it, like what I thought was going to happen. And uh, but yeah, it, it definitely an interesting movie. Uh, when's what's the third one called? Maxine. Is that out yet? No. No. All right. Well, should be out next year. Well, I think they did out, finish filming that. So. I'll be interested to watch that one because. Uh, now I'm invested in this whole story, so uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that one goes. And then the reason why I said two kind of is because I put on this movie on Sunday night and I didn't finish it because I'm going to be honest with you, Andy. I had no idea what the fuck was going on, but I, I attempted Infinity Pool. Okay, yeah, and that's what it's called. I got to the point where I was. It's called what? Infinity Pool. Yeah, Andy talked about it a few, probably what a couple months ago now, a month ago. Two months ago. It came out in January. Okay, then a long time ago, like I said. And uh, uh, it was just, I'm going to be honest, I had it on, but I was also like eating and then kind of looking at my phone. And it's one of those movies that if you have it on, 
you have to pay attention because I got to the point where I wasn't really sure what was happening and I'm still not sure I know what was happening. I don't know if the movie really knew what was happening. It's just kind of things happening. You know? Yeah. And I think I got, I think I, what ended up happening was it was like, it was like kind of late at night for Sunday. I think it was like around nine fifteen, and nobody was upstairs with me at the time. I think the, one of my roommates had just gotten home, but she was downstairs in her room. She doesn't really come out and hang out on the couch too much. And then the other roommate who would, uh, wasn't home. And all I thought to myself was, I don't want anybody to see me watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is a movie you watch by yourself. Uh, because I think I got to the, I, I got to the, the full on like orgy scene. And then a little bit past that was when like my TV kind of like went a little haywire and went back to the main menu. And I'm like, I'm just going to take that as a sign. Cause I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. They do some like weird mushrooms or some shit. Yeah. And then I ended up just watching people wearing masks. Like, yeah. And then I ended up just watching like an episode of the Simpsons and then called it a night on Sunday. But, uh, yeah. Infinity pool. Uh, I mean, if, if you can, if you're into weird shit, please be my guest. Interesting. And, uh, check that one out. Uh, the ending's very good. No, I didn't even, well, maybe I'll still, maybe I'll get there at some point. I think I have like 30 minutes left. I got to find a window when I know no one will be home. <laughs> yeah. If you watch the ending with someone, they would think you're watching some sort of pornographic material. Yeah. I was gonna say, what was that movie rated? Uh, was it even rated? <laughs> it was rated R, but there was a, they showed an uncut version. And I believe you can, you might be able to watch it on Hulu, an uncut version. Like I said, like there's in theaters, you don't get to see the dick. You just see the, you just see <laughs> semen. But in, in the uncut version, you could see the dick. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, okay. That's, I don't think I need that. I think I understand how it works there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's- also, in that scene, does he know it's her doing that? Or does he think it's like his girlfriend? I think he or knows. Or wife. Okay. I was confused there too. Because he seemed, he seemed like surprised. Yeah. I think he's just a pushover. And just like, well, I can't do anything about it. All right. Well, yeah, that's it for me. All right. I'll uh, be fast. I, I guess I have one and a half. I, I started The Gambler just kind of looking for something the other day. I could not finish it. It was slow. I wasn't invested. I think I gave it about 30 minutes. Uh which was a bummer because, you know, I love rounders and, and those kinds of movies, but didn't do it for me. But I did finish the whole season now of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, season whatever this was. And uh, it was fun. I liked the the finale um, with the smart car and technology and how irritating it can be for Dennis Reynolds and his ability to, you know, change his body drastically with, you know, just thoughts um it's fun i mean the show is just it it it's very aware of itself and it knows what it needs to do so it was wonderful i mean it's like all we are um kirby enthusiasm in that way where it's like they know they know what they're doing they're they're pros i thought this was the best season in like maybe 10 years um i watched the the chuck e cheese episode that, yeah. was, that was incredible um, yeah, this this last episode was very strange. It was still good, but that it fo- focuses so much on one character for the finale. Yeah. I thought that was weird. Like you think mid, that would be like mid season or something. Yeah, episode four. In yeah. a way, it reminded me uh, of when Mac had his uh, like gay play or whatever it was called. Uh, yeah. Where it's like, okay, well yeah. now it's Dennis's turn. And I think D's had a turn. I don't know, but yeah, it's yeah. it's fun. But it is not the finale of the show. There'll be more. Um, I just don't know. Yeah, didn't they sign a contract for a couple more seasons at least or something? I think they have, yeah, I think they have two more at least. So, so pretty good. Yeah. You want to close this out off-road? 
Yeah, so this is the uh, the Justified section of the show. Um, I'm still watching the old Justified, but I also did watch the first episode of the new show. Uh, but yeah, and watching the old show, it's interesting how dated it is. It seems like, well, that was that's a modern show, um, but it did come out in early 2010. Uh, it aired from March to June. And to give you a an idea of how old the show is, I'm going to talk about some of the events that happened during its airing of the first season. Um, I think it's a little bit of fun here. Not not really a game, but I think it's fun here. So on March 23rd, 2010, so there'd only been one episode. We should try of, to guess what you're talking about. That'd be, that'd be too tough. <laughs> uh, March 23rd, 2010, the show had just started. Kawhi Leonard um, scores. <laughs> Barack Obama signs the Affordable Care Act. So mm. Obamacare. Um, that's how long ago it was. April 3rd, 2010, the iPad is released. Oh, wow. April 5th. Duke beats Butler in the national championship game. Oh. Uh, Gordon Hayward goes two for 11 in a loss. They almost made that half-court yeah. shot, though. April 20th, the deep water horizon drilling rig explodes, causing a massive... Yeah, Mark Wahlberg saved story. the day. Mm, that was also like the 12-year anniversary or so of Columbine. <laughs> April yeah, 20th. Right. Okay. When was Columbine? 98? 98, yeah. Yeah, very good. Uh, April 22nd, Sam Bradford is drafted number one overall by the Rams. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, I thought you were talking about a pitcher for a second. <laughs> and on uh, June 7th, Bryce Harper is drafted number one overall in baseball. Mm, there's baseball. Okay. And then here's a good one. As as Justified is wrapping up its first season on June 17th, Kobe Bryant and the Los Angeles Lakers defeated Defeat the, the Celtics. Boston Celtics. Yes, so, sir. Uh, that's that's when this show came out. So you were remembering those events in your head? Like, yeah, that was a while ago. Uh, but yeah, the new the new show, Justified City Primeval, uh, is now out on Hulu. First two episodes are out. I watched just the first one. Um, good setup. Uh, I like that the character, he's old now. It's been a while. Uh, Timothy Olfen's 55 years old. He's got almost fully gray hair now. And he just does not move like a, a young action star. Like they're just like the, they're going to do one of the famous, you know, raids. You got all the guys in their vests and they're holding their guns. And I'm like, he does not look like. John Wick here, even though John Wick could be older. He just, he, he looks like a 55 year old man moving in. And, uh, I think that's neat because that's a, that's what the character I think should be. It's a, guy, it's a guy in a cowboy hat. You know, he doesn't, he needs to be older. You know, he's the gunslinger. He's not like doing parkour. So, uh, definitely want to see this. And it is, it's Detroit. That's an interesting setting for this. Is Eminem in it? No, but the White Stripes were in it. Oh. Um, and I'm like, that's a Detroit band. You got it. Mm. So, Pretty good. Very good. Is that all? Yes, that covers it. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 334 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you very much. We'll see you later.